when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. What's good, Internet? It is Monday, January 14th, 2019, and you are listening to Waypoint Radio, episode 214? It is. Is it 214? It's the Valentine's Day episode. 214, you're right. It totally is. We are coming to you. Last time was my birthday. birthday. Wait, what? Wow, not today, Kato. Your birthday is... Is on Valentine's, Valentine's Day? Day? Your birthday is a day wow. after mine. Wow, true love. Wow, we got a lot of B-days. A lot of B-days coming G. up. Ooh. A lot of Aquarians on Waypoint. Mm, mm. That, makes, that makes sense. That makes sense. I don't know it's too much sense. We are coming to you from <laughs> Control Room B here in Vice HQ, Brooklyn, New York. You already know what it is. We are like a hop, skip, and a jump away from the bunker. We are below Lobby 1. Lobby 1 has a mini fridge in it now, oh. and there's television executives in there. Oh. I... This room. And now we're in a room that's like, there is lots of screens. It's a control room. It's a control room. For yeah. TV control. And moon operations. Yes. Yeah. I'm it, pretty sure. I feel like I'm embarking on a, or helping someone else embark on a trip to space. Yeah. Patrick, Check it out, Patrick. This, is, this yep. is what it yeah, looks like in here. That is okay. You weren't joking. Like, control room is accurate. Okay. Yeah. Real control room. It's like actually a control God. room. Damn it. Okay, sure. Yep. Yeah, uh-huh. Right. Yep. And we're just tucked into a little corner I thought here. For, I thought maybe it, control room was just like, oh, you've got to give cute names to the different rooms and an no. office. Like, no. Nah, that looks like you're going to run the Oscars in that room. Yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. And instead, what we're going to do is talk about video games here on Waypoint Radio. Woo! Uh, we, we were playing them. I None of the stuff I've been playing... I can talk about because it's Mark of the Ninja, which we're going to do the Waypoint 101 on on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's stuff that has like embargoes. So I can't really bring anything to the table today except my glorious host voice has returned. Yay. I can help operate things. I can help guide conversations. Control things from the control room. From the control room. room. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But I'm going to lean on, on y'all because I know there have been some new releases and I know there's stuff coming up that you can talk a little bit about. Let's start with you, Patrick. You've been playing a game that I don't think at anyone here has played. Did you Did you play it, Danielle, back in the day? Only bits and pieces. So All right. So it was a while ago. Super Mario Brothers. New? New Super mm-hmm. Mario Brothers. You. New. New Super Mario Brothers U, U Deluxe? Yes. Correct. Plus, yes. Luigi Bros. Plus, Lu- plus the Luigi Bros. Yes. Right? Plus the Luigi. <laughs> yeah, it does have the, the, the Luigi mode. So, yeah, the um, yeah, this is a, a repackaging of the, uh, the Wii U la- launch game, which itself was, I mean, it was a sequel to the Wii game, uh, New, Super Brothers, uh, New Super Mario Brothers uh, Wii, um, which is a long, maligned art style uh, it's just a sort of a maligned offshoot of the Mario series in in general. Like it, the the aesthetic is just really boring and bland. It's like a two D um, levels, but with three D art, and the art is like very. There's there's no, there's, reworks there's, to the Pixar of the main. Yeah, kind of thing, you know? there's nothing distinctive about it for a series that has long prioritized being 
having like iconic looks no matter like how it's being presented, right? Like from far extremes of Yoshi's Island to even just the the way like 3D world, 3D land, like they have a look. And this game has a look. It's just mm-hmm. a it's just a bad look and they've <laughs> uh continued to double down on it. Um I mean partially cuz New Super Mario Brothers Wii sold a lot. Um mm. Partially because it was a Mario game on the Wii, right? They probably could have put out anything and it would have sold uh, reasonably well. Um, but also, just if you're a fan of good Mario games, the uh, New Super Mario Brothers Wii was a totally fine way to spend a weekend with some friends playing like a strange multiplayer variant of Mario Brothers. But it was not a particularly strong entry in terms of level design, in terms of just creative decisions on like the mechanics like in the sort of like little uh spins that they do on from from version to version and sort of spin off to spin off um and the Wii U one was sort of like immediately starting with the confusion on what the Wii U was uh it just was not a didn't come across a particularly strong entry I played a little bit of it when it came out I was more taken by Zombie U at the time mm-hmm. um and it was like where a lot of my time was spent when the Wii U was launched and so I more or less wrote it off because I am in that contingent that ha- didn't find much to enjoy outside of the multiplayer stuff. But then, like, I thought I was settled, and we've talked about this on the podcast before, but then, like, Jeremy Parrish, you know, Waypoint Contributor, Retronauts, like, just really threw me for a fucking loop when he did a Polygon ranking of all the Mario Brothers games and listed New Super Mario Brothers U as the best Mario game. And better than 3, better than Super Mario Brothers, better than mm-hmm. 64, Mario better than the, Galaxy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Better than huh? Galaxy 2, better than oh, yeah. Sunshine. Oh, yeah. Uh, what was the... What? What was the... Re- level I, design. Le- yeah, he was, he, level was really, design? He, was, he was saying that the art direction and some of the uh, mechanical stuff were blinding people to a game that has really brilliant, um, understated level design. Uh uh, huh. Jeremy Parrish is not a troll. He's a really good game critic. And so, like, it's stuck in my craw in a way that other, <laughs> like, I would have looked at other lists and been like, ah, you're just trying to advocate for a game that you actually think is, like, number seven, but you're putting it at number one because you want people <laughs> to talk about your list. And I was like, well, Jeremy doesn't seem like the kind of person that would do that. So I try, I've been trying to go in to this new one with, with open eyes and open mind. Um, and so uh, I started playing it a little bit on Friday afternoon. I made it through the first world with regular Mario. It's just going through that Wii U version and just just bored to tears just like i got three levels in put it down i was like i should play another level i'd play a level i'd put it down like i was folding laundry instead of going through another level and i was getting i was getting the same vibes that i'd had before and so i put i never played the luigi version i just i guess in my head i thought it was just it's just mario but with luigi like i don't know i I didn't know much Mm. about it but um i did a little bit of research and actually like it's essentially like nintendo making fuck you levels making kaizo levels and wow um they reduced the timer the timer is not a thing that most people even notice exists in 2d mario games anymore because sort of like lives it's just something they've kept around but is not actually like something you need to worry about like it is is incredibly rare that you're going to play a mario level a modern mario game and play a level so poorly that you're gonna have to worry about how much time is left and so it's just kind of there because these games have always had lives. It's an, it's satisfying to get a one-up. And there's a timer to give some vague sense that you should keep moving. Um, but in uh, the Luigi version, it chops the timer down to a minute and a half. Um, oh, wow. So, well, well, 100 seconds, so a little over. So, you're, you know, just under just under two minutes. Um, to the point where, like, uh, modern Mario games, this just happened to me a second ago. So, I'm, I'm like, seven or eight levels into the Luigi version. I'll sometimes just, like, set the like uh, my Switch down or my Wii U gamepad down, like I'm going to answer an email or like write a tweet, like 
I got plenty of time. I don't even need to pause this fucking thing, and I'll just come back. And this <laughs> came back, and uh, six seconds left, and I, you know, the the Damn. level is over. Um, and even just the first couple of stages are. They are very Kaizo like. They are. What is, it's not uh, showing. Can you, can you define what that so means? So Kaizo, uh, I don't know. I don't know the actual etymology of the term. So like, I'd have to go do go go read a Wikipedia page. But like, it was so from it's a short, mod. It's shorthand it, yeah. for like l really really difficult levels that are not necessarily about like a very well considered flow in which the level design is both a consideration of the aesthetic of the level and also what it's asking of the player mechanically. Kaizo levels are meant to kill you, to punish you, where they're taking, they're, they're trying to they're trying to be tr as tricky as possible. It's often, when you're looking at YouTube videos, they're like, the hardest Mario level ever. It was a lot, uh, I didn't play a lot of Kaizo stages when I did my Mario Maker streams, because Kaizo stages often require a certain like stringing together of like exploits and other weird things that I didn't have a knack for. I played a lot of hard levels, but Kaizo is sort of like a different tier. And Kaizo yeah. also has a certain aesthetic in which it's, you know, it, you're putting, uh, uh, you know, piranha plants, like, copy and paste it everywhere in a way that mm. doesn't look very good, but it's just supposed to make the level difficult. And so these levels are clearly pulling from, it, is, it seems like Nintendo responding to a response to their own series like, over time. Right. Um, and the, so it's, go ahead. The original Kaizo levels were, like, hacks, right? Like, I think Kaizo just yeah, means, like, like, they were ROM, ROM hacks. ROM I just don't, hacks. I just don't so, know the acts. Is Kaizo, I think it means, it means, like, a creator? Is it an actual... Term, no, no, no. Like the word the word Kaizo means hacked or like re remade, rebuilt. Okay. And so it's like a, a quick term to mean like, oh yeah, I hacked this ROM. And it was like someone literally making a ROM hack of hard ass levels for their friend mm. so that their friend could like play these fucking levels. Play them. I dare you. I dare you to play <laughs> these levels. And they're just like very trolly and very like hyper difficult, require incredibly precise play. And that stuff has only gotten more precise and more outrageous over time. I mean, AGDQ was just this week and we there, you know, there's always either specific Kaizo Mario levels or something descended from it. You know, eventually you end up getting games like I Want to Be the Guy and all mm -hmm. the fan game scene around that Super game. Super Meat Boy is Super in some Meat ways Boy. a descendant of, of Kaizo. And Super Mario Maker was the first time that it was legitimized for a, a much larger audience because it used to be you were playing ROM hacks, you were playing other sorts of things where you were using, you know, emulators. It, it you know, seems easy to us, but that, that's like a weird hoop for your average person to, right. to jump through to download yeah. like a level pack and stuff like that. Um, so Mario Maker was sort of like this introduction of Kaizo to a much larger stage as it became just like far more prominent in the average person coming across stages or the average person's access to those sorts of stages. So um, there's even sort of a history. If you could even go back to the original Japanese Super Mario Brothers 2, which is filled correct. with not troll stages, but like. Really bit. difficult stuff. Yeah. Poison mushrooms that look like regular. Like there's there's ways it's in which trolly. that game is a little trolly, and so I think they it's came super over cool. here as the lost levels, right? Right. That, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Have my history, correct? Yeah. Um, totally. Which they are. Those are levels in which it's it's a similar trajectory to this, which is like, look, okay, you loved that game. Like we're going <laughs> to just like put the knife to you. And so as someone that found, I mean, I, you know, part of I think Parrish's argument is that the new Super Mario Brothers U. Ha it just takes a long. It's the equivalent of like you got to get forty hours into Final Fantasy. Uh, what was that one? That's that was ah. Uh, Final Fantasy eleven? Ten? No, no, eleven's the MMO. Not ten. It was eleven, right? No, that no, was the MMO. Eleven's the first MMO. 12? Thirteen. 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 What was Final um, Fantasy twelve? Wait, we need to. That think. was the MMO. No, the eleven is Sorry, the MMO. Sorry, no, that was the MMO style. Oh, it was not actually an MMO. Who's in it? Fran. There was a big desert. The bunny girl. Oh, that's the that's the one I want. Is that the one I want to play? 
that I never got around to? That's the one I want to play that I never got around to. Okay. Around, I played like, a, like oh, an yeah, hour yes, and a half yes, of it, 90 minutes of it. The Zodiac, the Zodiac Age. Zodiac the Age is yes, the remake. Yes, yes. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. so Whew. 13, the, the, the PS3 one. Lightning um, is 13. They're yes, Australian accents. Yes. Like There was a, a lot of famous lines and a lot from, you know, that, oh, 40 hours in the game finally gets going. And so it seems like there's a little bit of an argument with New Super Mario Brothers U that it starts really, really slow, but the level design like gets better and better as as it goes along i just don't i don't have the patience or the time for that i mostly just wanted to jump in here and, and sort of wrap my head around it again and so i thought well i'll just jump in to the kaizo stuff because absent mario maker 2 like this is the closest i can get to something else like that uh right now and mm-hmm. my my brief impression of the first world is that it is absolute. like i'm already uh i still don't like the look i don't even really <laughs> like how new super mario brothers u feels as a yeah. game i think it is an incredibly weak uh, uh, Mario uh, playing game, I think. Um, but um, the level of design, I can't set it down. I have to be paying attention. I'm worried about the time. Um, like I'm not even wor- messing around with collecting the, the coins. And I usually like to collect the extra stuff because Nintendo usually does a good job of placing that in a way that's rewarding. I don't have time, interest. I look at the moves required to pull it off and I'm like, Fuck that! I'm 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 not capable of doing that. Um, and so that's a that's a an encouraging response to have to a game that I otherwise found extremely boring and rote yeah. um, and perfunctory. And so I'm I'm super excited to have that as something I can sit down uh, and play. So I'm definitely gonna be playing more of it. I'm just glad that instead of if I kept going down the regular Mario path, I think I would have just gotten bored and set it down like I did in the past. And so now it's nice that I'm just gonna jump into the Luigi stuff, which is. Not for everyone, but it is it is Absolutely for people for like you. me. Um, and I'm I'm curious to see where it goes uh, from here. One fun fact about yes. the Luigi stuff is I believe it was one of the first things that happened in the year of our Lord, the year of Luigi. Oh wow! So, yeah, wow. that's well, that, yeah, that's part of Nintendo's promotion for that whole year was I think built around <laughs> that update. Yeah. Yeah. God bless. Lu- oh, sorry, Luigi. Bless. Luigi bless. Luigi please. bless us. Yeah. God. Well, that's Patrick. Thank you for letting us know about about new super hmm, new Super Mario Brothers. You you deluxe deluxe. Have you fucked around with, with Bowsette yet or Peachat <gasps> Toadat Toadat? No, nah, I'm just uh, I no, think all, all that all Peachette. that stuff is in regular the, the, main, the regular yeah, the yeah. regular boring ass game. Um, so <laughs> I feel like you need to push through just to see because if, some, if someone is listening to this and they could tell me definitively like oh. This is where the change occurs. Get to I mean, World like, Two. Or it would whatever. take me an hour and a half if I'm just going to rush through these levels. Right? Like, I right. could do it where I'm just ignoring all yeah. the level design, just getting to the end. Like if someone's like, "Oh, World Five is like," and there is a skip. There's a there's a skip where I could go. Yeah, just, just do the that, skip. I just did that article about someone using the skip. So, but it's, I, I'm you not getting an article on my own. about if someone, someone wants to write in. If Jeremy Jeremy Parrish, you're not listening. You got better things to do. Um, but if <laughs> anyone else knows, if Jeremy Parrish has talked about this, and if someone could give me a marker where then I could at least then say, "Oh, I made it to this. I got to this part. It still doesn't work for me." I, I'm willing to. I'm willing to to put in that time. All right. Even as even as football disappears from my life as the thing I sit on the couch and do on Sundays. Same. Um, God mm. God bless. Chicago Bears lost the game for you. Austin I know. Walker. Could, That's how mm. it goes. Ah. Mm. That's karma. Uh, that's how Ooh, it goes no, sometimes. No tears for me, Alshon. No tears from over here. Oh, Poor boy. Alshon Jeffries. All right. Natalie, Danielle. Hey, did Albert. you call him Jeffries? What did I say? Did you call him Jeffries? Yeah, I did. I'm Listen. Okay. Jeffries Tubes. Listen, it's been a long year. Okay. His name. Don't, you, you and my wife both. I just Do gave up on correcting that? her. I was like, really? No, it's a, it's a it's common. Just, it's it was, a single Y. It is, isn't it? 
It's this is Jeffrey. Yeah, it is. but every okay. everyone it was Yeah, why? You could you, you could Are flip you a coin. The, I have no idea. It's not like it rolls off the tongue like a, a natural sort of way. So yeah. Alshon Jeffrey. It just Alshon it just says I've always said Jeffries. His last name is Jeffrey. I don't know if that's like a key and peel where like they pluralize everything. Right. I and think that just became that part skip. of the vernacular. God. Uh, oh, Alshon Jeffries. Like, that's how they do it. Anyway. People, sorry, people from the Northeast just do that. Yeah, just it's in Nordstrom's. general. It's Nordstrom's. It's right. whatever's yeah, 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 yeah. Johnny's. Absolutely. Even Absolutely. if the name is Johnny, it's Johnny's. Yeah, definitely. Um, anyway, <laughs> talk to me about Piku Niku. P- Piku Niku? Yeah. Do we talk about the first couple of hours? It's like not a review. Yeah. This is us talking in a preview. For for the for the PR reps out there, we're talking about this in a, in a, in a preview first capacity. Yes. Uh, <laughs> talk to me about P- Piku Niku. I, okay, here's a, my question. Yeah. Is... When I get emails about Piku Niku, one, I love saying the, the word. Piku Niku. Piku Niku. Two, all of the pitches on this are things like, here's your key for Devolver Digital's, quote, kid-friendly deep, deep state conspiracy co-op puzzler, Piku Niku. Yeah, the kid-friendly is what made me, like, not play it at first. Okay. I was like, okay, so it's like a kid's platformer or whatever i don't really but the deep state conspiracy co-op yeah. <laughs> puzzler didn't grab your attention there. N- now it well after playing the first few like literally 15 20 minutes of yeah. it i was like mm. mm-hmm. can you expand on the mm? yeah so basically the game, what is this game this game is kind of uh a katamari like aesthetic slash sound design and uh, is like a puzzle platformer of sorts. Um, you play as uh, this little red friend <laughs> who's got these long leggies, and they use the little leggies to kick stuff and do stuff around, and it's really, really cute. But you start off with this um, cinematic where a very mayor-like uh of watam or not watam yeah watam had a mayor yeah yeah Yeah. watam watam the very mayor like figure kind of shows up and is like hey would you like to make free money i'll come to your town and pick up all your junk and you'll just get free money that sounds great and after that you basically wake up in this cave and this ghost is standing next to you and the ghost is like hey are you awake you're like yeah i'm awake he's like oh you should figure out how to go outside and you're like okay and then you go outside and then you ask the ghost you're like who are you and he's like i'm a ghost and then he disappears it's really good great um and then you go outside and there's this little town everyone hates you because you they think of you as the beast who lives in the cave and they're like oh actually you're not so bad you see, you don't seem as scary as we were told in the legends. And the first thing you have to do is you walk across this little bridge to get to the village and you're just walking along and then you break the bridge and the villagers are like, you broke the bridge. All of our crops are over there. You got to fix it. So that's what I'm doing right now. I don't know okay. anything beyond that. I'm trying and you're to doing that bridge. by like jumping around and like you jump around. Like, you what, like what the... there are little collectibles that you give to people who uh, who uh, uh, will lead to like further little areas where you can find more stuff. 
Um, I haven't solved, obviously, this objective yet. So, But what's really good, sorry, I just bumped my mic. Um, what's really good is when <laughs> you first start the game, after the little cinematic, your first objective is like, wake up. And it's like you wake up and it's like objective complete. Nice, <laughs> good. Cute. I mean, the whole thing definitely has like a real Kate Takahashi vibe mm-hmm. or like a Loco Roco or yeah. uh, like I, I, it feels pulled. The art style f- feels completely in that in that lineage. Totally, totally. Yeah, it's. I'm playing it as well. Also within the 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 two hour time limit because it's out on the 24th, so we can't spoil. You know, we can't mm-hmm. spoil things. Yeah, I don't want to spoil first, anything. First two hours. Uh, it is a very much adventure game design like okay. it is solve this do this do that find the right object for this have conversations with the little townsfolk have conversations you're running around it's like a and 2D jumping around platformer, it's a 2D platformer vibe. vibe but very much like adventure game structure like you've mm-hmm. got a little mission you got a little problem you got to solve whether it's on this screen or that screen or over here or up the mountain or down the mountain or in the town or in a secret cave there's secrets there's <gasps> a lot of secrets and you have an inventory system too actually in this okay game. You have different hats that you can wear to do different things. I just got my first one. <gasps> What's you the have hat your first do? one? I don't. I haven't tried it on yet. I was oh. just playing, and oh. then I had to interrupted stop for you with this podcast. You had to record. Which, God, <sighs> you got to wear a lot of hats. Pikuniku in your life, Natalie. As as your job, you have to wear hats. I do you... wear a lot of hats. Yeah, when you podcast, and my little Pikuniku friend, yeah, also wears. Did you name him hats. or them? Uh, I haven't named them yet. I don't know. You Is just... that a thing, or are you just saying generally in your life? In your you... life, I don't okay. know. I don't know if there was like a mechanic to name the people. Oh friend. no, I don't, there's no mechanic for it. Okay, I just have been calling it my little friend, okay. or I the like beast. That. I guess the beast works. The beast, the tiny beast, the tiny beast. Yeah, um, well, sounds interesting. I'm like, I'm very charmed by the the general look, but I'm also always like, all right, does this sustain? Right, like, yeah. is this a cool? thing i want to play for an hour or is this the thing i want to play for 10 hours 10 hours is a long time or i have no idea how long this game is to be yeah i will say i'm really glad it's out right now Mm -hmm. when there's uh, fewer games kind of coming out because i know this would have been crushed in a different time because of oh yeah yeah, this does look like a cute deep state (laughs) adventure platformer Mm -hmm. uh, game but i am i am excited to play more and i'm also excited that like it's out at a time when I want to be given codes to interesting, weird little things that uh, yeah, totally. I will give those couple of hours and, and see if it's if there's there there, as we say. Totally. Yeah. Uh, I should note one of the devs on it is Callum Bowen, who Bowen. Oh. You hear me say at the end of every Monday episode. Hey. Shout out to I Bowen for that. letting us use track. Miss you. Bowen is one of the devs right. in the game. Presumably, I didn't know it was presumably, the same Bowen. Yeah, the Callum Callum Bowen is the real name of Bowen, the That's the exciting. musician. Yes. Sector dub. That's so the name I guess, of the, uh, you know, shout outs, shout outs to Bowen. He's the track Piku Niku off the, <laughs> off doesn't the really, game, it doesn't Piku really Niku. work as well. Have either of you done the co-op <laughs> stuff in this game? Not yet. Um, I was planning on doing some this week. I'll okay. let you know how that is. Check in. Check yeah. in next week. I'll with check it, in with some Piku Niku. Awesome. Um, anything else? Anyone else play anything over the weekend worth chatting about? Um, well, I know all of you want to hear about my exploits. I have. <laughs> uh-huh. We do. Your exploits generally? What are there new specific exploits? <laughs> what kind of shit you get up to now? Yeah, wait. Why are you laughing? What'd you do? I watched TV this weekend. Okay, we have a, we have other podcasts for TV now. Oh yeah, we have a podcast for TV. We get yeah, we do a whole different one. We did two. We have two different ones we could do this on. Oh yeah. Okay. To be continued. <gasps> that was a. Te- it was a tease? teaser. Yeah. Um, I'll just say that 
I've I've felt several sparks of joy this okay. past weekend. Great. Oh, good. good. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. We've all been on Twitter. <laughs> I know what that means. I'm paying attention. Well, I know you were watching that while you were also watching something else. Or maybe you tweeted about something while you then watched something else immediately. I did watch something else, too. Wait, what? Mario? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I feel Rustin, like I thought you said you were what? hosting this let's podcast. Let's take a break. Yeah, I am. And you know what? We're going to take a break. I'm trying to make a segue And when we come happen. back, we're going to talk about AGDQ. Oh, I love bit. that. And we're going to answer some questions. And wow. we're going to cut out of here. Patrick, Why we're going to take a break. Just take a breath. Yeah. Drink, drink your coffee. Pass me my Diet Coke, please. Yeah, okay. Oh, my We're God. We're not brought to you by Diet Coke, but... Oh, my... BRB. Pass my cola. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. All right, we're back. Are we good? Are we? Have we gotten the punchiness out of us? Have we found our center? Don't give me that look. Oh, I wow! What was my look? You give me a look. What kind wow. of look? I'm. I did it unconsciously, so I'd like to know what you perceived. I'll talk later. Okay. Uh, so, so last week was AGDQ. Awesome games done quick, which at this point has become like such a standard part of the year in a weird way. It's like totally. twice. take it off twice yeah. a year. Summer games done quick. Awesome games done quick. Uh, I always really enjoy sitting down and watching stuff. I'm curious uh, for y'all. I mean, for people who who maybe don't know, it is a speedrunning uh, uh, kind of event. Event marathon, less. perhaps. Yeah, it's like an exhibition more mm. than a competition, right? Like it's rare. I mean, there are moments of competition. There are occasionally races and things like that. But, but by all and in large, good fun. yeah, it's it's mostly just like, hey. We, all of these little speedrunning communities exist in the world, right? So there's like people who run Mario games and people who run Prey and people who run like a billion different things. Yeah. And they tend to be part of their own little communities. They all come together twice a year to raise money for charity and like show off like the the runs that they do and mm-hmm. like the kind of like give people insight into some of the cool tricks, whether that is just playing a game super efficiently or like completely breaking it by you know glitching out and taking advantage of all sorts of exploits and a billion other things uh, and i'm curious for those of you who watched it if you had any runs stick out in your mind so that we could recommend them to people mm. what was everyone's favorite stuff so far well i, had, over a, now, I had a but, couple yeah i had a couple of cool ones all right there was a prey moon crash run that was wonderful and amazing partially because that particular game well we all know i like that game quite a bit uh-huh. i thought the dlc was amazing i thought it brought in a lot of people who maybe didn't appreciate Prey for its brilliance and they were able to appreciate it a little bit better with uh, with this DLC that has a little bit of more randomization of elements in it. And that runner actually had notes. He actually had to keep notes for how many, you know, 96 combinations oh, of wow. where X item could be. And that's for every like element of the game. Holy so heck. he had to sort of reroute as he was going that's to, really to do this. He also shouted out QA, which was really nice. He was like, QA did a really good job on this game. And I think people, I'm paraphrasing a little bit here, but he was saying, like, I think people really take a dump on QA here at 
AGDQ a lot yeah. of times. Sure do. I think sure I think do. QA like did a great job. Parts, honestly, is like yeah. I like AGDQ a lot, but like one of the most frustrating things is like when someone finds some exploitable glitch that one percent of players right. or like point one percent of players will hit and like, ugh, lazy devs like left this shit in. Woof. Like y'all, come yeah, on. Yeah, but that also makes you able to do the thing Let's that you you're do your trick. doing. <laughs> like it's you know, oh yeah. God. So that this, is this the... person was awesome. That was yeah. it was Aww. a really good That's run, right. really fun to watch. They also had a uh, Bethesda CM uh, community manager for the game there, sort of with him. So nice. she was sort of able to be like, "Oh my God, it spent. We took nine months to make this, or we, you know." So it had a really great back and forth between. You know, somebody who was rerouting on the run, which I always find really interesting. And they're not just going from memory. They yeah. are actually sort of like processing so many variables about what will make this go faster. That's always fascinating to watch. And like a dev was there, you know, talking about a little bit of the, the sort of background. Cool. Uh, I also spoke with uh, a, a runner. It was not running at uh, AGDQ, but uh, a person affectionately dubbed Dance Dad, <laughs> who was dancing in the sort of interstitials between runs uh he was absolutely lovely and was sort of encouraging people to give donations he was sort of like doing dances in between to the music and that was really fun and then of course i feel like the three of us had a beautiful moment the other day when we were watching the bloodborne run yeah, oh, yeah the bloodborne we run. had a moment it was the same dude it was um uh jesus uh, jesus it's toast it's toast yeah who did a run last year also who did like a every ball all bosses runner or something like that last year and this year he just did an any percent run mm -hmm. that was really touch and go there for a minute he yeah. came up against the one reborn which is the boss that you just did natalie on the stream last mm -hmm. week um and just like kept hitting the kept losing and like got way off track and that is always the most stressful shit yeah. like streaming games is already stressful like I don't know. Patrick, you can speak to this because obviously we've streamed up here, but you and I both have been in front of the giant bomb audience, which is maybe a little harsher okay. in terms of like, oh yeah, you fucking suck at video games, dude. Oh, well, just the uh, go the Dan Reichert saga in Mario Maker <laughs> right. was, right. Um, uh, uh, yeah, very acutely that in which you have everyone who has seen a run of how the level works. A mm -hmm. whole lot of the level is me trying to figure it out. It is me trying to interact with chat without getting spoiled right. by, by chat. I mean, like, yeah, the amount of things I remember juggling with that one. And then specifically, there was a moment um, in that whole arc where uh, oh, it was one. I don't I don't think it was the last, like, the New Year's Eve arc. But it was one of them where, anyway, we got featured on the front page of Twitch. Oh, man. And, you know, I didn't have uh, moderators because usually the amount of people I was streaming to every day was just something where, like, I think I had one or two people that would help occasionally. But otherwise, like, I kind of handled it because it just wasn't. It wasn't that that wild, um, but then we got um, uh, featured because uh, we were raising money along with it, um, mm -hmm. and you know I saw like the viewer count shoot up from like twelve hundred to like eight eighty two hundred, you know, and like it just kept like climbing, and it was just and it was at the reason it was climbing because it was getting featured because people were tweeting that like it was hitting some sort of apex. I can't remember what it was exactly because I've blacked out that whole part of my memory, <laughs> but then it was just like me having to like try and stay focused. And concentrating and and also realizing that the number is like exponentially going higher to a point that I'm getting an audience that is wildly out of my control, doesn't understand the context. Right. Of and yeah, I remember that. I had to finally just close the window and be like, it is what it is. I'm, I apologize for whatever terrible stuff happens in that chat, but I just I, I cannot do this right now. Yeah. <sighs> and so like I felt really not bad, but like I felt for. Yeah. Uh, when it mounts, right? Like yes. every mistake compounds, right? The moment you make the first mistake you're thinking about that first mistake. And so even though I'm not a speedrunner, I've I, I 
I, I feel like you and I, especially Austin, can understand the 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 notion of making a mistake and then you're tr- then there's the, the performative act part, right? Like it's not you're just playing, right? You're not just doing it for yourself. You also have to be talking, explain. Like yeah. there's the whole thing you're juggling. And I mean, yeah, it is, I, uh, yeah, I think all of us can feel to some degree, but I just like. The different waypoint audience is rooting for you. The general Twitch audience, can yeah, really mostly learn. I want to see your yeah. ass fucking faceplant. Yeah, so totally. Which true, like I can. I'm with you sometimes. Uh-huh. All right, Chet, I get it. <laughs> we all watch nailed it. You know, um, like that is the that is so. It's like in a situation like that, I was like, please just pull it together. Like, I I I want to believe in you so bad. I know you've done this before so many times in practice. You can do it. Yeah. And and Jesus and Toast came through obviously and like still crushed that game. And he's such a good commentator as well. Yeah. Like he he has just really fun running. Like all right, hey, how you doing? His, all like, right, and you're dead. Like mm. a really fun sort of yeah. like way I, I, of. Going he's like a it. little intense for me, but he he backs up his <laughs> sure. bullshit in a way that's hard to like argue against. Yeah, it's weird. I think like, actually I think one of the things that's interesting is like what different people like from stuff. Like one of my favorite people was uh, DJ Fatbody who did Sonic One, who really one hundred percent showed up. And it was like some old school hip hop, like b boy shit. Love it. Like shouting out people who've been in the Sonic speedrun community for a decade plus, and there was like. There was the same sort of same degree of intensity, but a different sort of intensity yeah. that I liked a little bit more than than Jesus. But like I, I can respect the showmanship so much. I, mean, I can also respect the other side of it, right? Which is there was a great runner who did a Mega Man, uh, popular Mega Man ROM hack called um, Mega Man Unlimited. Uh, which is like a fan game that's set between Mega Man and Mega Man X that like connects the two series together. Oh, and there's cool. a sub mode called like Z prototype where you play a zero with like the sword or like a prototype version of zero with a sword. And he was like, you know, now I don't want to say he was like awkward, but he had a degree of like, um, he knew he was there to run the game. And so he was like, I'm not going to talk during my run. I have a great couch. I'm going to put up my headset. I'm going to focus on the game and knock mm-hmm. it out. And he did that. And then afterwards, he was really thankful and like, you know, shouted out everybody. Yeah. It was a really great, it was just like a really sweet and good run. It was like a fantastic run. He fucking nailed it. And it was a fun game to watch, which is the other thing I like about AGDQ is putting things on my radar that I didn't know or seeing entire games that I've never seen all of before. Mm-hmm. Um, there, uh, there was someone who played through N++ in a co-op mode. Yeah, that was great. Which is gorgeous. And N++ is one of my favorite games. And I just never got around to N++. So it was cool to see those levels, especially with the co-op stuff. Um, and then even um uh god there was something else that i that i saw that was like this is just cool for me to see the thing even though it's not actually telling me the story or anything like that it's just like filling in the gaps in my knowledge oh this is a really silly one mega man for the for dos which is oh, a yeah. terrible garbage game <laughs> yeah. that i've only ever seen the first screen of which is this bright blue terrible ugly like blue cyan and, cyan and pink oh, um yeah and you're being chased by this like robot dog <laughs> and i've seen a million people play that screen because it's hilarious cause you just get jumped but this person did the full run of the entire game and i was yeah, like that was lizzie cat or i think Liz-Cat? i think so something like something that, like that. Um, so that was cool. I, I, there's a bunch of them that were just a blast to watch, and yeah, that was one of my faves. For I sure. actually anything else that really stood out for me is a big one. Um, the Jack Three one is very funny because I'm 90 percent sure everyone on the couch is super stoned. <laughs> yeah, they're just constantly <laughs> laughing at everything. It feels extremely like you walked into someone's basement. And it feels like extreme. Do you, do y'all know the hot couch guy? Wait, meme? No. I'm not going to do the Chapo guy. hot couch. I'm not going to explain the hot couch. <laughs> it's everyone in their life has had the dude whose apartment you always went to hang out with 
in yeah. whose couch was always way hotter than it ever needed to be. And there was always like a DVD menu on the screen. And he has like shitty <laughs> warm beer. The couch was hot. Like literally warm. Like, warm. warm, like uncomfortable. Somebody's uh, butt was on that couch right before always. you. Always. Oh, anyway, got you, got you. Those got dudes you. were extremely that, if you know what That's that really is. That's really good. Um, but Mario that was Sunshine fun. Bingo. That was really cool. Wait, what was it? Mario Sunshine Bingo. Oh, I missed this. So there's like a bingo cart. There's two runners, and they're sort of racing. I, I guess it's a race to get the bingo of like gotcha. different objectives, like this many coins or oh, this, you know, that. kind of thing. That was really fun. And Panga Pangea, who is like been in the kaizo scene yeah, forever yeah, yeah. was uh one of the runners on that and that was very fun to watch so yeah that stuff is so good i i you know it's like one of those things like i just love at this point being able to go through the youtube and see everything that i missed and try to catch up and like pick out a few things and put them on the background while i do work you know yeah. um you know there were some intense like nine hour long runs the <sighs> final fantasy making a face one nine? of those numbers <laughs> There Seven. was a Final Fantasy IX run that I heard was really good. Final Fantasy IX. We're making a habit this podcast. I know. Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy. Mm? Final, which Final <laughs> Fantasy? What? There's, mm? been, there's been too many. There was a Final Fantasy IV race. <laughs> oh, wow. The hot, wow. hot take section. Oh. Natalie says no more there Final Fantasy. You made by, enough already. There were nine George, Why is it called PS1. Final Fantasy? That's yeah. wild. Think yeah. about that. Yes. That's so many games by yes. PS1. I know. 20 and years ago, in fact. Then, We've had six. At least, because you have to count the other stuff. You have to count I know, there's, like all the other stuff. there's all the other stuff. There's all the other shit. Yeah. But, and Kingdom Hearts. That doesn't count. <laughs> that just has Final well, just Fantasy Just generally, Kingdom Hearts. Kato begs to differ. <laughs> wow. As I get ready to play Kingdom Hearts 3. I know, yeah, right? Oh, Come on, that's I'm out stressed. this month. That's out soon. I'm stressed They announced that. That, they are, that they are like releasing the epilogue to it days after it releases. I'm so stressed. Which right. will prevent it from leaking. Why I'm you, stressed for stressed? just Kingdom Hearts Twitter. And okay. You're oh, not yeah. a Kingdom Hearts person, though, are you? I played the first one. Okay, so no. So I, no. I'm with, I am with Natalie, though. I, uh, as someone that, you know, I played the first two. I'm, I'm cautiously interested in the third one, but... I am stressed for the fans. Yeah, me too. Like I am. Like if this game, what if this game sucks? What if it sucks? That's I hope terrible. It does, and I hope it's great. I really, really. I don't do. think it'll suck. But like, it probably won't. It, but like, what? You know what? What if it's average? Yeah, that's even worse. I think I'm just it, saying. Like, but what's that mean? When's the next one? But what's huh? that mean? I know. you're getting a mobile six more mobile games. I know. Oh. But what would it even mean for it to be average? Is it like the story I don't know. is bad? Is it's it like okay. the story's been bad? Okay. <laughs> Nordens, Natalie, Natalie. All right, so you you started out. Nordens started. Okay, you started out saying Nordens. I thought we were trying to put that aside and just empathize with the Kingdom Hearts community. We were trying, and then Natalie's out here throwing bows. What I meant is the story has been bad in the past. Wow, you said the same thing but worse. Did it get better? Most improved. Who could say? I'm still. <laughs> we went through this. We did. Were you not on that podcast? Maybe she wasn't on that. You weren't on the podcast where we tried to be nice about, about Kingdom Hearts. Hearts. We were looking forward. Our looking forward podcast. It was just me. It was just me, and, you, and Rob. Yeah, and we tried. We were like, "All right, we're gonna be real honest about this in a way that, like, yeah, we've all dunked on Kingdom Hearts in the past, but we understand this means a lot to a lot of people, and that, like, even though it's not my thing, I understand people." Da, 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 da. And now you're out here just. Well, like, I missed that podcast. You, oh my. It's true. Yeah. But well, but but now. but but. <laughs> Um, I do think Kingdom Hearts 3 will be interesting. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Somebody how, cut me wait, off. Have we measured the hole that Natalie's right. in? It's like, deep. how deep is it? You know, we started, we were like, oh, Waypoint fans are nice. Nah. 
You no, I'm not the line. saying. I'm not this? saying. Let me just be very clear. I'm not saying all of the story is bad. I'm saying there uh-huh. have been certain games yeah. where the story is just. You just said you only played the first one like uh, 30 seconds this ago. This is what I've heard. <laughs> it's word on the street. Word on the, word street, on the street is. Street is Kingdom Hearts story's been bad in the past. Natalie read in the chat. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, that, uh Oh. Send your letters to... Just don't. Just don't send your letters. Don't send any letters. Here's what I'll say. I did, at the end of last year, uh-huh. I, I sent out a Twitter request, or I sent out a Google request that became a Twitter screenshot mm-hmm. that became a tweet. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, which hole are we talking about now? You sent, you did a, a Google on. request, by which what you mean is you searched for something on Google. Yes. And then you took a screenshot of that and you, then you tweeted it. Yes. That's well, sometimes you, if what did you say, hey, Google, that's a Google that's request, That's a Google I request. <laughs> hey, Google. For, what for? For a full-length movie of all of the Kingdom Hearts games, so I wouldn't mm-hmm. have to play them. Mm-hmm. I haven't started yet, but... Um, there is like a there is like there are cutscene videos. Yeah. This week, this week, a lot of people linked me some ama- like really comprehensive video play YouTube playlists with like all these videos and like explainers and podcasts and all these things like that. So, when does Kingdom Hearts come out? In like two weeks? It's soon. It's soon. okay. Yeah. That sounds like um, a My goal to me. is to have learned the entire story of Kingdom Hearts by then, so I can play three. How long so, is the video? How long are these videos? Hours. Days. Yeah. Right. Oh. So I'll see you on the other side, and I'll be playing Kingdom Hearts 3. Are you? Are you going to play? If if I can watch all these videos in time. Damn. So <laughs> Kingdom Hearts Stan, potentially, be may have yeah, watched I, Really what I want to do is jump cut three weeks from now where you're just in tears. Mm-hmm. Over some Kingdom Hearts. Natalie, and, Natalie and I are we we did our, we're doing our own Kingdom Hearts podcast so that we could just keep talking to each other about Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, I'll be are. on that podcast. I'm not gonna play the game, but I'll listen. <laughs> I'll ask the questions. Okay. Tell me everything you know about Kingdom Hearts. Like we might have Sora. Mu- <laughs> Sora, that's what Riku. He's um, Riku. Handsome. Handsome. I know some shit about Kingdom Mickey Hearts. Fresh and, fresh and clean. That's right. Fresh. It's okay. Is that right? I have no idea. Is that was that the know. name of the song? It's something in clean, right? Simple, Olaf simple and clean. Simple and clean. Fresh, and clean. fresh and clean is closer to a fresh, rap track. That's fresh an Outkast song. Yeah, that's yeah. a different song. That's a different song. Yo, someone please put Andre 2000 in Kingdom Hearts three. Kingdom Hearts three thousand. What's good? Let's go. That's beautiful. They, someone's have already have, have done a mashup, right? A hundred percent, right? Or at least simple. I just and if the internet clean, is good, they Andre's will have done 3, it. I just want to see. I just want to see Outkast in like. Like Kingdom Hearts style. I want a Outcast World. Outcast World would be good. The Outcast Realm. Who made that Outcast movie? Who who was that? Disney. <laughs> Wait, which one? The one that they did the whole album from it was like a musical. It was uh, like a musical. Uh, what's the name of that? What was the name of that? I don't know. I'm not an Outcast. Oh my, Idle Wild. Idle Wild. Idle Wild. You should All right, be. You call should be them. Outcast. Yeah, I'll call them up. I'll be like, yo. Disney, buy the rights to this and then put it in Kingdom Hearts 3. Give me that DLC. I'll take it. It was Universal Pictures. It was not going to be in that God, game, unfortunately. Never mind. Yeah. We've been on Disney. They should put us in Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah, Honestly, right? Waypoint World. Waypoint World. What's good? Welcome to Waypoint Land. I'm, I'm I, you know, I'm a- I As love soon Kingdom as you Hearts walk so in, I'm you're <laughs> asked to leave and go to another room. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's what's going to They tell you to set happen. up your equipment somewhere else can and or put it, put it at your desk. Sora shows up and just, yeah, can you, uh, Sora's job is to move boxes up four flights of stairs and hide expensive audio equipment in secret is, file cabinets and then hide the keys. That's lobby what we did. one of the control room getting Norded? But yeah, uh-huh. We've been Norded. It, we have been. The whole time we've been I can't here. believe they put a fucking mini fridge in there already. I, I can't, can't believe it. We should have done that. That's on us, The disrespect. The disrespect. Day one, Monday. We cleared out Friday at mm-hmm. six. We were Monday like, they're not going to be 10, here Monday. They had a mini fridge in there. We we're like, they're not going to, they're not going to be set up that on Monday. That means they had a mini fridge on deck. They had it was ready. That's ready. not disrespect. It. That's a lack of priority from all y'all. If I, I was know. there, there would have been a mini fridge in that goddamn well, here's room. The thing. Here's the nice. thing. We tried. We did. We did. We tried to get a yeah. mini fridge. Yeah. I don't know, but. <laughs> with all you're the just blow- on one today, Natalie. You're just saying shit. With all the blowback that we had when I tried to get a uh, fucking uh, trash, trash, trash can. can. Yeah, fair. We couldn't get a trash can. I had can. to buy my own trash can, which they own now. Wait, you didn't take the trash can I out? didn't take the trash can. We just gave the keys back, too. We can't go get that trash can. We lost furniture. There's Tr- TVs in there we bought. Trash Wait, cans are lights? expensive, too. The lights? That those we lights are, those nice. are Those are, those are, those are not equipment. ours. Those are, I'll draw okay. the line there. All right. But they get the sound. But we lost them in terms of we can't use those lights anymore. I bet we could get those lights again. You think Danny so? is good. No, Danny could get us lights. They're permanently in that room. No, no, he took them down. He's taking them down. <gasps> yeah, don't you don't know. Jason yet, said but... he was gonna hide them for us. Oh, he did say that he was gonna yeah. hide them. Oh, lights. that's so nice. The homie. That's the thing is like we've gotten into this like post-apocalyptic moment here where we <laughs> where are, we have to create allies. There's favor really trading. Do. There's conversations happening. We went to a mixer the other night. Natalie, we did. Oh my god, Austin who... and I went to a mixer. Of uh, fellow folks who had also been slighted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> slighted is strong. Whose space ah! had been requisitioned. Yes. We still work here. <laughs> All right. As far as we know. <laughs> we still work here. <laughs> right now. We're in here. We're, I'm going to lock the door. They can't come kick us out. Yeah, as honestly. We, I barricade that shit. We need to. Control room B is ours. New bunker. That's what? not true. We have to be out of here in 35 minutes. Yeah, oh, we don't fine. have much time. We have to book this room now. It's oh, a different yeah, situation. True. It's not the way The point room. is... The point is, when video games come out, I'm going to be excited because it could be a nice distraction from the politicking of, of the media world. I love video games. We should read some emails and then and then end this podcast. What, what do you say? <laughs> yes, that? please. Yeah. Thank you, Patrick. What is this? You can reach this. I can't, actually. Oh, my God. <laughs> Franklin, right? If you have emails, you can send them into gaming at vice.com with the subject question. This one comes in from Franklin asking the question everyone's been been wanting to know the answer to for a long time. I'm currently playing Parkitect, a theme park mm-hmm. building sim, and I that want to good. create a park themed around my favorite podcast. Oh, God. What yeah. kind of ride would represent each one of you in the Waypoint Zone? If it is a roller coaster, then briefly describe it. Okay. <laughs> this is a great question. It's a great question. More questions like this, to be honest. Yes, these are fun. I would like to be a log flume. Oh. I would like to to be a water ride. Basically, it's a cool water ride uh, because there's a lot flowing. There's a lot of changes I- in life. There's a lot of ups and downs. There's a lot of thrills, and there's a big drop at the end. Sorry, Natalie is laughing because someone just tried to come. They sure did. As soon as he said that we were squatting in here, somebody yep. just tried to. Seconds later. Tried. Seconds he, he later. Tried. It says waypoint outside on the thing Wait, right now. Wait, that was locked for all of us. They probably you know, have he key has access. access. Oh, okay. We I've emailed. We're gonna get access. Log flume. Good answer. Great answer. Awesome. Good answer. Do you know? I'm not ready yet. I'm okay, have to, I'm Patrick. Look do you at know? A list I'm thinking. Of, 
Patrick, do you know? I'm like a, I'm, I'm like a, one of the, one of those that just turns around over and over. Like a like spinning a, cup. Oh, the pirate spinning, ships. A spinning cup. That goes up and <laughs> or down? a pirate I'm ship. Just, Are you one of those pirate ships? Man, it does. You can be an apple. <laughs> I don't care. I'm just constantly nauseous, and I'm not sure which direction I'm going. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Nor did. Um, but I just keep going. I just keep going. Just keep on going. Regardless. <laughs> just like the ride. It doesn't seem to end. You want to get off. You feel like shit. But sorry. You're still here. <laughs> I am one of those. Uh, I feel like I'm I'm something of like a Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, like a world an adventure ride. Like an, ride. An adventure ride. That's an adventure ride in which there's a scene. There's a narrative. You don't completely know what's going on. Um, there's some false alarms, there's some real alarms, mm. and mostly you're just riding the wave. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. that's kind of where I'm at right I now. I got you. I am, you know those coasters that are like- Oh, you're a roller coaster? Oh yeah, you know it. You know I'm a roller coaster. You know those <laughs> ones that have the like hydraulics where- <laughs> Excuse me? Yes. You know? You know where like it's, it can just launch. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's just like it doesn't have to do the climb. Oh, it just it's from station. Yeah, to or no, it goes like I'm like, oh yeah, I'm just kind of doing okay, and then it's like boom. Yes, that I is, love that is where I have to be. Like I have to be that because it has to be the situation where it's like, oh yeah, this seems totally fun. Ah, <laughs> yeah, you're going. You go yes. full speed. Go. <laughs> that has to be. Oh, you still climbs. And you're like chatting to your friend. Yeah, that's the exactly next it. To you, and then you're both like, Ooh. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Also, I think it's probably like. Um, uh, what's the sci-fi mountain? Space mountain. Space, Space mountain, mountain, where it's like indoors. Oh, is it all right. Nighttime. It's all dark. Nighttime, all dark. Space. All you can't see what's like going goth, on. Yeah. Goth boy click. You like, know it. Afraid of being beheaded. A hundred percent. Just constantly <laughs> afraid that you're gonna just hit your head on some shit inside. A hundred percent. That sounds tight. Traumatic. I read that yeah, right. I, yeah. It's fantastic. I love it. It's so good. All right. Uh, what do you think about Rob? What would Rob be? <laughs> Rob is the Tower of Terror. Oh mm-hmm. wow, that's I was a good say AKA. Rob is a show. What'd you say? Oh, a live show? Yeah, it could be both. The Tower of Terror has a sort of live show. Component. There's a narrative to it. Yeah, and they're actors and like yeah. things, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. like, I could see Rob being the Tower. Got to be able to get a drink on this, Rob. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Rob, He's drinking Rob, his coffee as it goes down, and it, it just Rob might be uh, what's it called? The Lazy River. The Lazy River is not bad either. <laughs> With just. People I'm, be drinking oh, on the yeah, because you river. can bring a drink on yeah. the lazy river. Yeah, you, like Rob could be like the tramp. You know what I mean? <laughs> like takes you, like you, he puts you on your back. Yeah, puts you on his back. He yeah. carries you around. Yeah, and also he gets you there. He gets you there, and he's also just like it ain't fancy, but you know what? You know what? Stop complaining. Stop There's complaining. Some, like, sightseeing on the way. Yeah, Hell you yeah. see the parking lot. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> Shout outs to Rob Zachty. Today. Wait, what's Cotto? What is Cotto? Cotto. Like that Men in Black ride where you're shooting shit, it's not really fun, but you get points. Oh, I like it. I like it. Black ride, yeah. Uh, the Buzz Lightyear, the Buzz Lightyear, the Buzz Lightyear joint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are tight. Those are cool. Those are cool. I just rode all of those rides like a week ago. You just went with like Danica, right? Did you? No, no, no. Danica didn't get to go because she had to work, so I went with Ben. Okay. Yeah. We didn't get to go on Space Mountain though because Ben was afraid. Yo! Whoa. Why? Called out. What are you he was afraid of being beheaded. Oh, Patrick! What is this This energy in this room? I don't know. I don't know what to do with this energy. We need to wow. exercise this room. Oh, Yo, Natalie almost did. spilled an entire Diet Coke. I'm going to move it. I'm in charge of this now. 
I'm putting it over Was here. Was that a Harry Potter spell? Did you go there too? No, we need right. some sage in here though. Absolutely. We left the sage in the other oh, room. Oh my god. god. We did. We had some sage in the other room and it's oh gone now. God. It is gone. Did you not bring it? No. Fuck. Oh we fuck. Can't believe we left him the sage. Anyway. I'm gonna ask you another question, and this okay. one's not as exciting. For the record, I love my boyfriend. <laughs> Shout outs. <laughs> Shout out. You didn't want him to lose his head on Space Mountain. Yeah. That's yeah. love. That's yeah. love. That is love. It's like that chance song. I would have still gone on the ride. Meet me at the end. <laughs> wow. Uh, this one comes in from Autumn, who says, I'm a new writer about our, on games and have been following much of the advice you've given to other questions throughout the past year. Uh, I've reluctantly created the Twitter at the Autumn Wright, W-R-I-G-H-T. I'm working on a portfolio and blog-style website, and I've begun pitching around smaller outlets that highlight new trans voices. Shout-outs to Capsule Crit. Shout-outs to Capsule Crit for real. That Dia uh, runs that Dia, Hell who's yeah. been featured Hell here yeah. on, on, on Waypoint a bunch. Uh, it feels like my biggest constraint to writing for bigger outlets is that I don't have access to many relevant games. Mm. I only have a Switch and an iPad, which would be fine, uh, but I don't have enough money to play many newer releases. While I see there are pieces written at Capsule Crit, Orbital, Unwinnable, and sometimes Waypoint on older games, I'm missing the chance to write about many games that have brief windows of discourse around their release. Mm -hmm. If I could get a few bigger publications like, uh, uh, sorry, if I could get a few bigger publications likely about newer games, I would start to be able to use some of that income to buy more games and consoles. How can I begin to break in to this cycle of affording to write on games while having limited resources to play games? Uh, and that is from Autumn. Um, That's a great question. It's a really good question. And it's one that like is not that far back. I like, I was just in this situation not that long ago um, to the degree that, like, I definitely took, like, the money I had made from writing for Paste and GameSpot and, like, bought a, a PS4 so I could then do a PS4 review. Mm -hmm. Like, that is, like, the Battlefield Hardline review mm -hmm. that I wrote for Paste, I... I didn't want to buy the PS4. They sent a PS4 copy instead of sending a oh, a damn. PC copy. And so I was like, well, fuck, I guess I'm going to spend this money that I've been saving mm -hmm. on a PS4. Um, it is a real hustle. And it, it it is one of those things that genuinely can be a blockade for new young voices who don't necessarily come from places of privilege. Um, and, and I will say that as someone who has now crossed over from being on the on the kind of uh, freelance side to being uh, not just in this in the industry but being an EIC and looking at budgets and seeing what traffic gets done like the very 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 frustrating thing is like not that many people want to read about retro games or not even retro games games from earlier this year mm -hmm. right like even something big like Monster Hunter World if we had run a Monster Hunter World piece in October uh, after that game launched in January it would have done no traffic yeah. unless it was truly I, even if it was the best piece written on our site that month, right? News We're talking breaking. about hmm, unless it was like news breaking. Or... Uh, yeah, unless it was like about a scandal, yeah. you know. Uh, and so, and for that reason, uh, editors are very cautious about about um, uh, uh, you know greenlighting those pieces, unless you're someone like Unwinnable, who is subscription based who is an outlet that is driven by by uh, you know returning uh, fans who are giving them uh, a monthly subscription instead of being driven by hits and display ads and all that other shit. And I think it's something like, really broken with the industry in a real way because it does limit discourse. That said, I think that like the outlets you talked about are the ones to start pitching to, Autumn, because they will uh, 
run that stuff more often than not. Um, and I guess it should be pretty clear. We just run way less freelance stuff than we did this time last year. And especially, you know, in 2017, um, when we were running way, way, way more stuff and just like our budget situation changed, it shifted into other directions. It got reduced here and there. And so we had to get really hard and like serious about this stuff. Like, okay, if we can only run five freelance pieces a week, Mm -hmm. if that, what are those going to be? How do we justify continuing to have this budget when the stuff that we've been greenlighting has not been doing that traffic because the audiences are just not there? And that's not a really positive answer, I know. I have two pieces of advice. One is uh, know what a news peg is and know exactly uh, what people are looking for if you're sending in pitches. Uh, Know the publication really well. That's not something that happens immediately. It just means reading a lot of whatever publication it is. It means knowing uh, sort of what they generally like to talk Mm -hmm. about and what their general approach is. And a news peg is something I'll I'll let Patrick talk about because obviously he uh, knows that even more intimately than I do. Uh, My second piece of advice is to absolutely have another source of income, have another job that is a little more stable and will give you what you need to live. That is uh, an unfortunate and horrible thing about yeah. our culture. I don't know if you're American, but that's that's my advice to another uh, American person uh, because this is a rough, it is rough to be a freelancer. It is really, really hard. I have all the sympathy in the world uh, for freelancers, but it is uh, generally a good idea to have another source of income, uh, a different job that you can do. Uh, that will not be completely dependent on something like traffic. Uh, yeah, like it's part of that pitching process of like, you know, you decide to take a gamble on, okay, I'm going to buy Red Dead and I'm going to yeah. go all in on doing some pitches is, um, I would echo parts of, of of what Danielle said is that to think of the websites you're pitching for as a business. Um, think about, you know, that doesn't mean uh, clickbait, but it's like, you know, it's somewhere in between. You do want people to click, right? And so it's like finding a way to think about, um what does well on that, you know, study what has done well on that site. Like there will be things that aren't just, you know, like a, a breaking news mm-hmm. thing that you're not going to have an angle on. You you may find like, oh, there are certain angles of cultural criticism that seem to resonate really well with this audience. Mm-hmm. And so people are go- more likely to approve, especially unproven voices, um, when you've done the homework on what that publication does well. Maybe that's part of your pitch is like, hey, like, you know, You've had success in the past with pitches like this. Here's how this kind of slots in and how I think it builds on the work that your publication has done is like trying to find ways to maximize the risk you're going to take financially with the game that you're choosing to go um, all in on. Um, If like maybe you're doing one every couple of months and just sort of like targeting like this is going to be the game I'm going to try and build my my, is like look at their business. How are they making money? Um, You know, it's the same way you look at Waypoint and be like, yo, like, I have a labor angle on this. Like, that's more likely to get our attention on on a a pitch because that's a keyword. (laughs) You know, like, it's something we hit all the time. And so studying what places are interested in, what places uh, find that does good traffic for them, like, the way you navigate all those things and then land on a pitch that hopefully doesn't, you know, you're not fully selling your soul in in the process – I think it's probably a way that you try and thread that needle. Um, This is interesting because like the way, you know, I got started, you know, long before uh, uh, probably anyone else uh, in this room on this stuff. And the way I got in, other than just like being very lucky in the people that I knew, like I never could have known I'd be in a chat room with people that would go on to be in positions of power, like, you know, 10 years later, that's just pure blind luck. But I also uh, handedly or like excitedly took, I'll just review the bad game. Yeah. <laughs> like, just I'll just review the shit. Like, and so I spent 
you know, the, the stuff that I was doing in high school, the stuff I was doing in college before I was transitioning into actually doing reported stuff and getting into what would become my career and, and my actual career was I used to do a lot of reviews for like GameSpy and uh, other outlets where that was back during the, the mandate was we review everything. Mm-hmm. So it's like, hey, do you want to review every version of Harry Potter? Because this was back in an era where it wasn't just a copy paste like all you know, all the versions are the same on every platform. Right. No, like the PS2, uh, Xbox, and GameCube ones are the same, but like the Game Boy one's different, you know, like the PC one's different. And so I just, just give me Harry Potter. I will review <laughs> seven Harry Potters. Yeah. And uh, it was good. It was it was good money. Like, because the way like the, the way it would like pay out would be like, you didn't get paid a lot for the, like the main review, but then you'd get like bonuses based on like, if you like could check box all these wow. other like versions you were doing. <laughs> So, like, that was a lot of, like, that took, rather than having to get, like, uh, a, you know, a normal job in college, like, that's what I did was, like, I reviewed bad games. But I was taking advantage of a system where no one else wanted to play yeah. these games. There were a lot of them, and I was willing to do the grunt work of just send me the garbage. And that like, was I will play the garbage. Still, and that just doesn't exist yeah, anymore. Yeah, like, Polygon doesn't have a reviews editor, right? Like, mm-hmm. major. And they just don't review those right. games, right? Like, places are just much more uh, frugal both financially and in terms of what their coverage because the model has changed. And also, they just have a better understanding. We just – analytics, metrics. Yeah. Um, you know, previously, it was just uh, either throwing stuff at the wind if it was uh, on a website or it was a magazine in which it was subscription-based. Yeah. So it was the same thing of having – it didn't actually matter what you write as long as people were Right, as long as it was like a good so, that, set of cover stories that kept people subscribing month after month. Because that's what they were subscribing for was like the exclusive stuff, the rare stuff. And like, yeah, hey, there's some good reviews in here too. Awesome, cool. But like it they didn't I was reading every review in every issue of EGM or whatever, right? Even right. if it was Me too. you know, a, a a 30 hour, you know, if it was like a sports game I knew I'd never play, or a JRPG I knew I would never play for for Saturn, even though I didn't have a Saturn, you know? Like, well, I gotta fucking know about this. I gotta know. <laughs> um the other thing I'll say though is is going back to Danielle, your notion of like knowing about news pegs. One of the things that I got in the habit of doing as a freelancer was like, even though I was like academia at the time and I was trying to do like really weird Austin Walker ass, like heady <laughs> game study shit. And like, how do I make that part of the mainstream? I was trying my best to find inroads based on new releases, based on um, you know current events. And I was planning stuff out months in advance. So like, if you look at something the piece that I always talk about with this is Real Human Beings, which was about Watch Dogs and Shadow of Mordor. That's a piece I had in my mind six months before Shadow of Mordor came out or Watch Dogs, whichever one came out second. I was like, okay. I, I, think it was, I think it was Shadow of Mordor. I was waiting for the Nemesis system based on how I'd seen it portrayed in like the streams and stuff. And I had to play it still and be like, okay, does this fucking work? Does this idea work? But I was pitching that idea for months in the lead up across the different outlets. And so like that is one of the things that writers in other industries have been doing for a long, long time, right? Like if you have a pitch about the Super Bowl, you would have needed to get that landed three or four months ago, not this month as we get into the NFL playoffs. If you have a pitch about, you know, the pri- uh, the primary season, like that's going to be an ongoing thing. You'll be able to place that still. But if you have a, a specific pitch about, you know, uh, the specific primaries in a particular state, you want to get that in very early so that you can start like moving that around. And that means sometimes paying attention to the industry, the capital I games industry in a way that isn't always what you want to do because 
I know that for me, like you're interested in kind of esoteric topics or are interested in, in talking about stuff that feels more meaningful than what are the new releases this week. But something like the Resident Evil 2 re-release is a huge news peg. It's a huge opportunity for you to do deep dives into the history of Resident Evil, the history of Capcom, the history of survival horror, the future of survival horror. Like, start looking at those events as angles by which you can try to place your stories, and mm. that will end up going a long way. It, it's not perfect. It's really frustrating. And often, as a writer, it will feel shoehorned in because what you'll be doing is starting with a paragraph that says, like, you know, this month marks the release of Resident Evil 2 the remaster, that blah, 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 blah. Well, da, 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 da. And then your piece. And then your piece. <laughs> and ideally, that shouldn't be it. Like, ideally, yeah. what you should do is actually weave these things forward and together in a way that, like, produces some new meaning. You shouldn't be stretching that far. But also, as someone who's been a freelancer, I know that stretch well. And you have to pay the bills and try to get a portfolio going. But your portfolio will be stronger if you give yourself that lead of time to really let these ideas marinate and let whatever that news peg is actually integrate with the actual story that you're trying to write. And whether that, again, is a retrospective piece or a piece of criticism or, or whatever it is. Um, it, it is a hustle. Uh one way uh, I don't I haven't had to do this so this is me spitballing but I'm wondering like it's very difficult if you're pitching a piece you're, you're trying to get someone to bite on it and then maybe you haven't written it yet but it's like you know the kind of pieces we're talking about like we're talking about like long really thoughtful essays yeah. you know 800 1500 words maybe more um, it's it could be effective to share those th like truncated versions of the argument you want to make on Twitter. And if, like, that stuff gets shared, right? Like, it's a lot easier to go viral on social yeah. media than it is to get a pitch approved and, like, the traffic later proved that you had a good <laughs> idea. And even then, that's not a guarantee, right? Because you could publish a terrific piece that one day gets a little bit of traffic, but the next day, because, you know, X number of reasons that are out of your control, it takes off and, you know, like, the, you know, this Red Dead piece that I, you know, wrote two weeks ago as an exercise – um, just to write something for that week because I hadn't written in a week and a half is probably going to be one of like the top yeah. three stories that I wrote all year. Like easy. I mean, sure, yeah. sure. I touched on maybe I touched on a yeah nerve, a little bit. Like I was just, and but that's like throwing shit at the wall, right? Like, and I wasn't like it just happens, right? So you just don't know. Like, and that piece could have ran a day later and not done any of that. Mm -hmm. I have no idea. But it's all to say there there might be. Um, I haven't seen people do this in pitches, but like there might be utility in like testing out those ideas on social media to find out like what kind of response you get and either like maybe you have something that like gets spread pretty widely and like that you can use it as a as a as a way of pointing out like hey there there are people interested in um this uh idea um, I've definitely know, been on the, the other side here, of it but I'm just wondering if that's like maybe a potential I've path. definitely reached out to people because of a tweet and be like hey do you want to actually write this for yeah. me yeah right for sure yeah I was just gonna say in terms of like the financial stuff of like having to like build because autumn was saying that they only have access to a switch and an ipad mm -hmm. and um i know austin you mentioned this to me a long time ago and it's something i looked into was you know uh the xbox has a like pay like pay over time system mm. if you buy the xbox one if you buy it at the microsoft, at the microsoft store, store. Yeah, yeah, yeah and for as far as i can see there's no sort of catch it's just you get you buy yeah, it, it and is then not you like, just pay over amount of time. There's no like interest or it's anything like, a like that. Shady, yeah. Like, so, yeah. um, and X, the Xbox does have the Xbox Games Pass, yeah. which is something that has helped me because I don't get codes as often as everyone else. And if there's no extra codes, then I often have to buy games. Um, so 
the Xbox Games Pass, which is about ten dollars a month, I yeah. think, has allowed me allowed me to play Ashen, allowed me to play Sea of Thieves, like a lot of games that you know are like sixty some dollars at release, and you want to talk about it when they first come out. You don't want to wait till they're discounted months and months later. Um, I've missed a lot of discourse because I've waited for sales and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So um, that's like been one of the more affordable. Uh, options I've seen in terms of being able to expand your games library um, that ha- that has been a huge help for me it's still I mean it yeah you know. I mean it's broken like the thing that yeah. sucks is that it shouldn't be this way yeah and I think that we on the media side have a responsibility to try to push it that way and I say that as someone who did that like we spent a year and a very hefty freelance budget doing our best to cover games old and new to get away from product releases like i you know i know this pitch i've given this pitch i when i pitched <laughs> the website to this company this was the pitch i gave yeah and the disheartening thing that i found was like there is no amount of money that we could throw at this there was no amount of pieces we could commission that were not just about new releases that would generate enough buzz to drive traffic to stories Sustain. that were about things that were not new releases Mm -hmm. or tied to something with a news peg Mm -hmm. um no matter how good they were like we published so much incredible criticism and and even you know like interesting retrospectives and and interviews and things like that for in the the year of 2017 when we were putting out 30 or 40 stories a week and most of them just didn't find an audience like and the stuff that did there was no there was no clear logic to it outside of like okay yeah this is about a new this is about breath of the wild mm-hmm. this is a big game this year that's gonna hit mm-hmm. you know what i mean but like when we were doing retrospectives about super nintendo rpgs that people had missed or when we were doing deep dives about games from 2016 or 2015 that stuff like the audience had already moved on there was a very fickle thing and like to some degree i, I know that it sounds like what i'm doing is putting it back on the general audience and, and the public but what i actually think is that we need to move to a system or we need to to invest in systems and support systems and outlets that are finding other methods of of finance things like places like unwinnable and Mm deorbital places that have uh kind of subscription driven uh you know income and, and and models who then do have a broader sense of freedom in terms of what types of material they're publishing that goes a long way and and like for me in the media like that's not the thing I, I can't snap my fingers and make waypoint that model i wish i could we we, we definitely it's something we've looked into it's something we're still looking into mm-hmm. um but like it is something that is also just like a truth about the situation and so the best thing i can do is shout out those places that are already using that model and and make sure people know about them because those are the places that are going to continue to be pushing the edge on to, in terms of the breadth of criticism the breadth of reporting and and feature and feature storytelling so uh shout outs to them shout outs to you autumn and i hope that things go well for you because mm-hmm. it sounds like you have the drive and you have the interest and you you, you have the the you know capacity to, to really do this and i hope that you can find uh the, the strength for it also the same for everybody else out there who i know is is also thinking that and there's a lot of people who think that not just from the press side but from the developer side from from the podcasting side we all got we all got <laughs> dreams it's it's tough out there mm-hmm. um on that note i think we're gonna wrap up you can find me on twitter at austin underscore walker where can people find you danielle at danielle ri how about you patrick at Patrick Club. Natalie. At Natalie Watson. Follow Cotto at A underscore Cotto underscore appears. You can follow Waypoint, twitter.com slash Waypoint. You can find the song Miss You by Bowen at waypoint.zone slash B-O-E-N. You can f- uh, find our forums at discourse.zone. 
Find us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash waypointvice, twitter.com slash waypoint, youtube.com slash waypointvice, where we're getting up more of our... All of our XCOM All of our XCOM is up yay. there. Yep. Nice so work, Natalie. you've been missing those, And we're working on getting our Farewell to Lobby 1 stream up also, yay. which had yes. some incredible moments. Um, I think the other, other stuff, uh, by the time you hear this... It'll be tonight. It'll be Monday. So tomorrow, I think we're going to be doing Unbreakable for our Be Good and Rewatch It. Um, and then Wednesday, we're recording Mark of the Ninja Waypoint 101. Send in questions. Woo! GamingAdvice.com. Waypoint 101 question. Uh, hit us up. That's going to do it for us on this very punchy Monday afternoon. <laughs> People are knocking at the door. They're coming for us. They want us to leave. We won't go. We're going to go because we're polite. But that's the only reason. <laughs> we're going to go and we're going to tell them to be good. Peace. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Uh, what we don't have is Patrick's face. That's okay. You know what I can do? Let's see if I can just do well, Patrick, do you want to turn on video? Uh, sure. Oh, wait, I need my notes. It's not going to work. Okay. I don't need my notes. We're good. Wing it. We're going to wing it. Can you put your notes up on your phone? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that, I can do that. Is that those, <laughs> I know they weren't, those weren't words, but they were sounds. <laughs> yeah. Those were sounds. I All right. I love your short anklet. Um, Thank you. It's very good. I feel fashion. That's good. We're gonna do a tour Hi. of this room once we go. Once we're ready to actually go. All right. <coughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> Almost. Give me three weeks. Aw. Well, that's right. We're soon. really close in birthday. Wow. Yeah. I'm, fly I'm flying to Disney on my birthday. Nice. Oh, that's exciting. Woo!